This is the Lucy Beatrix Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Have you ever wanted to run with me in person? Live in New York City? Well, you can. I'm hosting a community run here in New York City, September 30th, starting and ending at the Fix Studio in Manhattan. The run will be about three miles of an easy recovery pace or no pace too slow. And afterwards, we can hang out, eat some snacks and chat. Head over to the show notes for more information to register, and I'll see you there. On my show, I talk about everything from my past life as a fashion model for over a decade or my path to getting sober where I currently have over 860 days dry, as well as my unlikely journey into the world of competitive running where I run fast and far all around here in New York City. On today's episode, I'm going to talk to you guys about how to run your own race or rather how to get out of your own head and what you think you should be doing and just do the thing. I get into how that philosophy has helped me to help the athletes that I coach towards huge PRs or how I watched my runner this weekend break 130 in the half marathon, as well as push myself to run a 118 or a six minute mile pace for 13.1 miles of, I don't wanna do this, but I'm doing it anyway. So stay tuned and stay motivated as you train towards your running goals. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning into the show. Yet again, I'm just happy that people keep returning to the Lucy Beatrix podcast as it grows and grows. I especially love seeing the listeners coming in from all around the world. It's awesome seeing people in Iceland and Japan and South Africa tuning in to my show where I'm talking about my crazy life here in New York. I mentioned that today's show, we're gonna be talking about how to run your own race. And it's the middle of marathon season all around the world. We've got races happening like Berlin and London and Chicago and Boston and New York and then ultimately Philly, which is the marathon that I'm running. But in the meantime, I've been training and coaching a lot of athletes towards their marathon goals. And I want to talk about this idea of running your race instead of thinking about your competitors or what anyone else is doing. So this past weekend was a big half marathon here in New York. And um, basically this race was called the Project 13.1 Trials of Miles Half Marathon. And in order to run it, you had to have either shown that you can run a very fast half in a different race or um, you like you qualified with a faster race or you kind of just like throw it out there that you think you can do it and they go, okay, cool, you can run this. So last year was the first year, the inaugural year that they held this race in the middle of the pandemic. And I happened to jump into it. This was in November versus this year they held it in September, but last November they held this race. And I had about six days notice uh, to jump into it and ran my half marathon PR. So what had happened was I had just run a 1703 in a track race uh, that Sunday, found out about this half marathon, sent in my 5K PR and asked them if I could run and they said yes. And so I qualified for this half. And last year, um, I kind of went into it on a whim, especially having that huge track PR in my back pocket with the 5K. 
being so close to 17 minutes, um, I had a lot of confidence. But at the same time, I didn't really know where I stood. I didn't know if, um, you know, running that 5K so close to the actual half was going to set me back or if it was going to make me feel really sharp. I just didn't know. And I went into that race with no expectations and ran a 117, so a 557 pace for 13.1 miles. This was a huge PR. A 117 half, that was crazy. That was amazing for me if I felt so on top of the world. I closed that race in a 537 mile. So the 13th mile of my half was a 537. So what I'm getting at here is I had no expectations going into this run. I was, that like that when I ran that run, I had n- no concept of nothing to get nervous about because I just had gotten into it a few days ahead of time and was like, okay, cool, I'm just going to jump into this half marathon, zero expectations, feeling good, let's see what happens. And so that was a really interesting case study for me as an athlete to see what happens when I have no expectations and boom, ran a huge PR. Fast forward, it's a year later, or I guess it's like 11 months later, 10 and a half months later to be exact. And this race was being put on again, same course, uh, a little bit earlier in the season, so a little bit warmer, but still relatively the same climate. And an athlete that I coach, uh, let's just call him Matt, that that is his real name, so Matt, um, is getting ready to run his, his marathon this fall for the New York Marathon. So basically, you guys have heard me talk about this specific athlete in the past on other episodes, and he is getting ready to run a marathon. He has a very specific goal in mind, and as we work towards that goal, we've been doing tune-up races. So we've been doing these races that are getting him ready and getting in the mindset of what it's like to prepare for race day, and just as markers to see where he is pace-wise. So... This half marathon was on the radar. I knew that I was going to do it um, as my second time taking a stab at this exact half. And I had suggested to him that maybe he does it because he wanted to do a half leading up to the marathon in a month and a week. Uh, It's about five and a half, six weeks until the marathon. Um, And I said, you know, I really think that you should do a half, but let's do it on a flat course so that you're not expending too much. And this Rockland half marathon happened to be the right place, the right time, everything in his training, it made sense for him to do this this half. The only thing was, is that technically, this is a very, very elite half. And while my runner, Matt, is doing extremely well, the guys running in this half are going to be running a you know one hour half marathon, like 102, 104, even 107 is on the slower end of what people will be running for this half. That said... I thought it would be it would make for a big challenge to put him in an extremely elite half marathon just so he could get a taste of what that kind of race is like is like. And given how I knew what it was like last year, it's a very quiet half marathon. And I knew that, you know, it would be really good for him that instead of just doing a long run on his own or instead of doing a half marathon that was a little bit more crowded and more challenging of a course, that he should just stick with something fast quiet and um, just get a little taste of what these elite races are like. So we had him enter and he got in and um, I prepared him, letting him know that this was going to be super elite and not to freak out if, uh, you know, people are going out at literally a 440 pace. So yeah, 
basically, um, his goal was to break 130. So to run a sub seven minute mile pace and this elusive 90 minute half marathon mark, we were going to just sneak right underneath it. And so, yeah, I had him sign up for it. And while, you know, part of me as a coach was thinking, I hope this isn't going to intimidate him. And I hope this isn't going to make him go, whoa, there are guys running a half marathon in an hour and I'm going to be running it in an hour and a half. You know, I, I was hoping that that wasn't going to get under inside of his head. And luckily, luckily, because uh, we talked about it a lot, it didn't. And I said, you know, use that. Use that fuel of the fast guys to make you go faster. And sure enough, that's what happened. Because we had a goal. Um, we were definitely going to try to break 130. But the way we were going to do it is to go out conservatively in like the 710, 715 range and then just chip down negatively split. Well, long story short, uh, he goes out at a 640 pace, holds that pretty much the entire race, and then for the last few miles was in the 630s, and sure enough, he runs a 129. That is amazing. It was awesome. I saw him at the finish, and I was like, yes, like good job, dude. You listened to me. Well, he went a little faster than I said, but you, you, you did the thing. And I believe that so much of this was because I said to him, Run your own race. You're going to be out there. You're going to be alone on the course, a lot of this. And, you know, it's just about taking your taking your head out of what anyone else is doing and just doing your own run. And this goes, this, this says the same thing about training as well, because sometimes in marathon training, it's really easy to look at what everyone else is doing and say, wait a minute, they're running uh, back-to-back 20 milers like every single weekend, and I want to be doing that too, and shouldn't I be doing this? Whereas, you know, for some people, the higher mileage isn't where you want to be. And like for someone like me, I really focus so much more on getting the paces dialed in before adding in the volume. And so what I'm getting at here, it's a long and winding way of saying, do what you're supposed to be doing. And, you know, with the help of a coach or with the help of, I don't know, the research that you do on running or like even just listening to this podcast, It's okay to be on your own path and have it be completely different than what anyone else is doing. And most importantly, to meet yourself where you're at and say, hey, this is where I am today and I'm just going to go with that and do the very best I possibly can with what I've been given or the circumstances, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so, you know, we got Matt under his goal. We got him in a 129. And that was huge. It was amazing to see because, you know, this person has been just like living and embodying the perfect, um, the, or, or he's, he is the embodiment of this is what happens when you stick to the plan and when you do your easy days easy and when you do your hard days hard and when you do the workouts, hit the paces and go above and beyond on race day because you're doing the work exactly how it's said to be done. Um, sometimes I show his plans to other people and I say, look, he's doing his easy runs at the true shuffle easy pace that I've, I've instilled in him being like shuffle run and he'll do it. And it's like, this is work. This is definitely working. It is science. I'm not much of a scientist, but when it comes to running and run coaching and, uh, having people learn how to tap into their most optimal athlete self, their inner Olympians the shuffle run works (laughs) that's like the secret to how to be fast is run so easy on easy days anyway okay so that's matt's story now back up and go to me i was registered to run long before matt was because i knew i wanted to do the same race that i had done last year this same half 
because I had such a great experience at the half last year, running my PR, running this 117, realizing, wow, I have a lot more in the tank than I ever even thought because I didn't even truly train for it. I just went out there and did it with a few days notice and boom, 117, 557 pace, did it. So um, that, when I ran it with, well, a year ago at 117, that was with a ton of track work in my legs. I had been going to track every week religiously. This time around, uh, I was, I had not been going to track religiously. I've been kind of doing my own thing. I had done a bunch of races last, uh, in the beginning of the summer. As you know, I ran a 34, 37 on the track. So a five and a half minute mile pace for the 10K. Um, I had done a sub 17 minute 5K in the beginning of the summer. I did a bunch of races where I broke the tape, which was awesome, like the Pride Run in Central Park. And so after a bunch of those feats around early July, I decided to take a little break from doing the really intense track workouts that I had been doing um, just to kind of give myself a little bit of a rest because it takes a lot out of you to do track. Track is awesome. It's the way to be fast but it just takes a lot out of you. So after all of those amazing accomplishments of like my 10K PR and my 5K PR and breaking the tape at these races, I took a little bit of time off and uh, from track, but I was still running. I was still doing my tempo runs. You know, every weekend I was still firing off, you know, 10 miles in an hour, like it was nothing because that's my favorite kind of running is tempo threshold stuff. And I just believe for me, that's the nuts and bolts for keeping my fitness there so yeah so I was still doing tempo stuff and but just maybe I was just like wasn't doing the same um track intensity I was was not going to track which I think was good because I gave myself a little bit of break and I don't know it just like kind of took a load off mentally because I know I'm going to start training for my Philly I'm like in the thick of starting to train for Philly which is at the end of November so I have about eight weeks and now I'm starting to amp it up now it's going to be starting to go to track but um, I needed a little reset. So that said, I went into this half with a different base with just like just tempos without the track. And I didn't know what to expect because back up a few weeks, um, about two weeks ago, actually a week and a half ago, I went to Utah slash Vegas. I went on this trip for a week and um, I was out of my routine and out of my element and out of my training style, out of my sleeping schedule, out of my food schedule, everything was kind of thrown upside down. And I'm such a creature of habit. I'm such a routine person. I need all of the, I'm kind of a perfectionist OCD with like how I like to have my life set up. So I had everything kind of thrown upside down. And in in some sense, that was really good for me because it taught me how to like adapt and be malleable. But at the same time, I think like the week before a race, like the one that just happened, this Trials of Miles race, I wasn't on my game. And I, I like the idea of the, the traveling and the stress and the getting here and going there and just doing things that were off my schedule. I think that took a little tiny bit of a toll on me and my mentality. And like it was a, an emotional exhaustion or emotional hangover. And so, you know, I come back to New York in the beginning of the week and I'm feeling really tired and a little off kilter. And I'm like, you know what? I don't even know if I want to run this race. I started to feel kind of doubtful that I could because I just didn't have that spark and that edge. And um, I didn't know what to expect. And then I found myself thinking, well, if I'm not going to run what I did last year, a 117, 
why would I even run? Because if it's not going to be PR, what's the point of going up there and spending money and this and that? And I came up with a bunch of excuses and I felt like, you know what, people are going to think I'm getting slow and people are, are going to think this or that. And if I don't run the fast, fast, fast time, then everyone's going to make fun of me and they're all going to laugh at me and like, you know, just inside of my own head. And I was going back and forth talking to my friends and just saying, well, do you think I should? Do you think I shouldn't? Should I just stay home? Maybe I just stay home. But then I remembered my athlete, Matt, and I was like, wait, he's going out there to run. He's hoping to break 130 with a field that's extremely fast. And it's very possible he could have come in last place, which he didn't, which is freaking amazing because in this elite fast half marathon, he didn't come in last place. He he actually, like, I mean, that was a big surprise. Anyway, I digress. The idea that I had this expectation for myself and I was really afraid I wasn't going to hit it and that made me not even want to run the race was really stupid. And then I thought about it like this. I thought, you know what? Wouldn't it be cool to test your half marathon when you haven't been going to track workouts? What does that baseline look like? What does your starting point look like of like what it will look like before you start dialing into speed work? And then the other thing I thought was what, like, you know, what happens, what would a a tired half look like? And if anything, you know, you're gonna run. I was telling this to myself. I'm talking to me. I'm talking to myself of you're gonna run uh, 10 miles or more, 12 miles on the weekend anyway. You're gonna basically run a half marathon on your own. So why not just do it in the context of a fun little race outside of the city, Um, at Rockland and with your friends and make it more of a glorified tempo run a glorified training run so I was like okay because I'm already registered I had everything squared away where my friend Emily was going to drive us up and I was going to stay in this nice hotel which I'll get into in a second Um, and you know so it's a glorified long run for me or glorified tempo so anyway so (laughs) On top of this tired week, getting back from the trip that I had and being out of my routine, I'm getting ready to go up to this half yesterday because the half was actually this morning, the time I'm recording this episode. The race happened this morning. So yesterday, I'm getting ready to go up there and we had a bit of a situation, um, a bit of a situation with trying to get the rental car. It was like kind of a weird thing. We got delayed a couple hours. We get up there kind of late. I didn't have my same food plan like that I normally would do before a race and I'm up in the hotel and whatever. I was like, you know what? Roll with the punches. Like things don't always go according to plan. It's fine. I had my own room. But so I lay my head down to rest and in the middle of the night, a strobe light is going off in my room. Uh, Some like hazard light was going off and I was like, what the hell is this? And it's like, flash, 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 flash. It's not even like a flash every like five minutes. It's like every 20 seconds, there's a flash going off. And it woke me up. And I was like, oh my God. So then I was like debating, do I pack up and go down to the front desk and ask for a different room? Or like, what do I do? But it was two in the morning. And I was like, Ugh, there's only a couple more hours of sleep anyway. Just tie something over my eyes and try to go back to bed. Sure enough, I had crazy nightmares about aliens coming and trying to kill me. And it was really scary. Um, which I think is because we were out in the middle of nowhere and I was just afraid of the woods. And so I'm having these nightmares and just like tensions are high. I'm like not feeling it. I'm like, I can still decide to drop out. But I then I was like, no, Lucy, run your own race. You have to go out there and run anyway. You're going to run today no matter what. So 
just get to that starting line and start the goddamn race. So I get to the starting line. And of course, my, my I don't really normally have stomach troubles, but I had like my stomach just kind of ached a little bit and it was a weird feeling. I only had one gel on me. I usually take two before a half marathon and I only took one. And I was like, okay, I didn't really drink enough water and I was a little dehydrated. Like all the things are just not quite right. But I was like, there are going to be races where you have problems. So just suck it up, buttercup and get out there. So ready, set, go. We go. And <laughs> I'm telling you that first three miles of the half so I still have like more than 10 miles to go I was just like can I just drop out maybe I can just drop out and stop like roll over into the woods no one will ever know like you'll never hear from Lucy Beatrix ever again she just decided to walk off and change her name change her identity the end not a runner just kidding but um I was thinking about it I was really thinking about how the hell I could get away with just dropping out so three miles go by and I was like okay well I'm three miles deep so might as well stay in it then you know I get to somehow some some way somehow I get to the halfway point and I'm like my watch is firing off and every mile that's firing off is in the fives meaning it was like 550 555 550 555 like that kind of pace and I'm like well I'm not totally failing like I'm not even I'm still within my my PR I'm still within a 117 like range if I just kind of keep it up but the problem was I was thinking how can I keep this how can I keep this pace up it doesn't feel good it feels stupid it feels boring I don't have the edge or the spark to go big and when you have that feeling in a race where you're just kind of like eh meh like am I even a runner like I don't even feel like strong like I didn't have any of that I just felt like flat and I kept envisioning both thoughts I was like either I just drop I was picturing like how I was gonna drop and like what I was gonna say in my post that says I dropped out and it didn't feel very good so I just kept running as much as I could I was like okay just keep going until you think of the the ultimate way to drop out gracefully and it's just like nothing was good enough to drop out and at the same time, my watch kept telling me I was in the 550s. So I was like, if I'm if I'm sub six for all of these miles, I just don't, I can't justify it. Then when I least expected it, I would see a photographer pop out of the bushes and take a photo of me in the race. And I was like, okay, well, I can't use any photos from this race if I drop out because that would be not right. So I got to stay in it for the photos. So, you know, I keep it going, keep it going. And sure enough, I get to the la- I get to the 10 mile mark. And I was like, well, if I'm at the 10 mile mark, that's when I smiled to myself and I was like, you can't drop out at 10 miles. 10 miles in the 550s, you can't drop out. I was like, even if I start only running 730 pace, like if I just slow down completely, I'll still be sub 120. So I was like, you know, even if I just stopped right now, I could still be sub 120. So I stayed in it. I was like, okay. I guess I'm just going to stay it. And I started thinking about, this sounds really corny, but I started thinking about gratitude. And I started telling myself what I was grateful for. And I was like, I'm grateful I have legs. I'm grateful that my mom made me strong. And I'm grateful that my dad gave me this gift. And I was like thinking of like silly things like that. And so, God willing, I got myself to that finish line. And I was cursing every minute. I was like, this is so freaking dumb. But I kept saying, Lucy, run your own race race 
Don't look at anyone ahead of you. Don't look at anyone behind you. Just run what you would run on your own on the treadmill in your own safe space as if no one is watching. That's what you have to do. And I did. Um, <laughs> sure enough, uh, I did not run a PR. Obviously, 118 is not a 117. But it's not, I wasn't even a minute away from my PR. So it wasn't even like I like ran a 125 and was like, okay, I just finished. I ran a minute, a not even a minute slower than my goal. So, you know, 118 is not that far from 117. And if that's what I can do on a bad day with no track work and just feeling blah and meh and like not sleeping and whatever, I'll take it. And I was so glad to cross that finish line, hug my friends and be like, yay, we did it. Because I watched a few of my friends PR and I watched my athlete Matt PR and I everything I just felt so much so much relief that I actually did did it like finished it even when I didn't feel like it and I thought you know what this is more valuable than the days when you do run the big PR like the day I ran 34 37 in the 10k or the day I ran 117 and a half or broke 17 minutes in the 5k this is more valuable than not running the PR and just doing it when you don't feel like it and so having said all of that I think that the moral of the story is that some days you don't feel like it and you have to just get outside of your own head, take your brain outside of your skull and just do the thing anyway and finish what you started. And that's what I did today. So um, all in all, it was a really great lesson in how to just do your do your workouts, do your, do your runs for yourself and run your own race. Don't get fixated on what anyone else is doing and just be fast. So thank you so much for tuning into the show. Until next time, just be fast. Just win your own race. (laughs) 